Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. On Thursday, Dr. Gary Nolan from Stanford University's School of Medicine was at the Salt Eye Connections Conference in New York City, and during a presentation with moderator Alex Kaiokas, he provided his answers on what he thinks with regard to the extraterrestrial phenomenon, and he believes it 100%. Anyway, without further ado, we're going to play a clip from that conference, and you could hear uh, what Gary Nolan said with his, from his own mouth. I'm curious, do you believe that extraterrestrial intelligence has visited planet Earth? I think you can go a step further. It hasn't just visited, it's been here a long time and it's still here. Uh, and it has uh, uh, basically, um, you know, people talk about the wow signal, uh, looking for extraterrestrial intelligence. The wow signal is that people see it on an almost regular basis. That's the communication that's already here. And, and that statement seems so incredible that it, it's tough to believe, right? Like people hear that, and maybe a lot of people here hear that, and they don't believe it. And so I'm curious, if you had to assign a probability to that statement that you believe extraterrestrial intelligence has visited, visited this planet, what probability would you assign? A hundred percent. And that's not just my opinion. I mean, look, um, the National Defense Appropriation Act, passed last year, signed by, by Biden in uh, December. 30 pages of that is the establishment of an unidentified aerial phenomenon office, the establishment of looking into the harm that's happened to any of a number of the individuals, going back to 1945 and looking at the disinformation and misinformation that has been uh, basically articulated over the decades. Twelve U.S. senators have signed on to a document that basically says we want the information. The establishment of an office, Arrow, in the Department of Defense, has 25 people working in it right now. And what's their, what's their goal? Collecting the information across all of the, uh, all of the U.S. Department of, Intelligence, sorry, Department of Defense, intelligence offices, and collation of that into a uniform format for the very first time and provision of that then to Congress, the creation of a whistleblowers program specifically that allows people from, the, from within, who I'm going to say this, who've been working on the reverse engineering programs, reverse engineering of objects, so that they can come in and break their oaths, but specifically just to talk to Congress and give that information in classified settings. And that the most recent one that happened was just last weekend, and it created quite a hornet's nest in Washington. And, and so let's just create kind of like a logical framework here. So we start at the top. We say now there is 100% probability that extraterrestrial intelligence has visited Earth. Now we have to go down to why that statement may be true, why you believe that statement is true. What, what is the evidence? And I think perhaps we all may have to read between the lines a little bit here. You may not maybe divulge everything. But in your opinion, what do you believe to be the most compelling evidence to support that statement? Well, I think the most compelling evidence is you just need to look at what your government is doing right now about it. I mean, just go and look at the number of uh, politicians. And this is interesting. On both sides of the aisle, who have come together and signed off on this statement. I mean, I was involved last year with putting together some of the wording of that, uh, of that, uh, the NDAA, which was passed into law. 
So, I mean, so what are they basing their opinions on? They're basing their opinions on the dozens of individuals who, in one manner or another, have come forward and talked to them in classified settings. So that's the first thing. Then my personal experiences with the individuals who are, who, well, the one person who actually was involved with collecting a lot of that original information, uh, and then my experience with people who, frankly, I know have worked or are working on the reverse engineering programs. Okay, so let's, let's take one step back. Reverse engineering programs. Of downed craft. Now, the first question that people will ask is, well, if they're so frigging advanced, why are they, why are they crashing? Because what's crashing is not actual living things. I mean, if you, I, mean, I use this example a lot. If you wanted to study a tribe of cannibals in the middle of the Amazon, are you going to go yourself and show up in the middle of the, of the tribe and not hopefully become dinner on the other side of it? So if you're an advanced intelligence, you know, I don't think we're all that advanced, frankly. Um, you're not going to basically put your, your uh, life and limb at risk by coming here. So mostly what you're seeing here are either drones or some sort of advanced AI or whatever it is. I mean, look, we're, we're, already, we're already dealing with a, a, an alien intelligence in our own emails, right? Our own uh, you know, chat GPT, et cetera. We don't even know what it's doing. So imagine if you were a million years ahead of us. Uh, how, do you, how do you have a dialogue with something like that? Or what is it that that could possibly do? Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad that we've got some people here to witness these statements. I think they're very consequential. And so we start with now 100% probability of extraterrestrial intelligence. We go to evidence. We now talk about downcraft. We see the, the government moving in a certain direction. Presumably the downcraft is made of some material. Presumably we could test that material. I know you've done a little bit of work firsthand. You yeah. have seen some material. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Right. Well, um, you know, so what is it that you hope to discover out of a material? So let's just go back, I mean, just briefly, uh, and, and why would you want to do it in the first place? So basically, a grain of silicon, you know, back in the 50s or 60s changed our entire culture and world, right? I mean, so something as small as that, the discovery of what you could accomplish with a little piece of germanium uh, doped with the right uh, elements, changed our understanding. Now, so we have multiple simultaneous sensor systems that have seen these objects go from 50 feet above the water to up to 14 miles and then back in less than a second. All right? I mean, that's just a truth. The U.S. government has confirmed that these kinds of measurements are done. Now, they're very careful what they say. They say, well, we have no evidence of ET. Well, because, you know, no ET is going to come walking in here and say, hello. Right? But um, if you read between the lines and the flip side of it, it does stuff that we can't do. We know that the Russians and the Chinese are not doing. And so if you can go from zero to 5,000 miles an hour and take a, a right turn and not end up squished like a bug on the windscreen on the other side, if they have windscreens, uh, then uh, what is the physics that accomplishes that? So what that tells you is that we need to rethink our physics, first of all, to say that, well, you know, we saw birds fly, so it took us 3,000 years and we figured out how to fly. But now we see these things doing this, so what is it that that lets us do? So I know some of the physicists on the inside who work at some of these big defense corporations who basically said, oh, well, here's how you tweak even general relativity to accomplish that. But then you say, well, how much energy is needed to do it? Well, more than the whole nuclear output of the planet per day, per movement. So you start to backtrack and you say, okay, well, 
who could do that? Well, we can't. Will we be able to do it in a thousand years? But if we had a piece of any of this, let's say it's a thousand uh, uh, revolutions ahead of us, or a million revolutions ahead of us, even a tiny piece of knowledge from that could revolutionize what it is that we're doing. I'm always, I'm, a, I'm always looking for the opportunity. I look at the, at the upside of this. I'm not worried about them coming and you know, raiding us or yeah. taking our women and children. Uh, that's not my concern. My concern is how do we use it? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I'm curious, do you have confidence that you, us collectively, will have material literal physical material to evaluate, to analyze. Yes, 100%. 100% again. Okay. It's there. It's there. It's, I mean, I can say this. I, I was working with a group about seven, eight years ago, and I literally got within a few weeks of gaining access to one of the, um, one of the objects. And when the people who didn't want us to gain access to it found out about it, they pulled some bureaucratic administrative tricks and snatched it away. It's wild. And, and so, so now we have you, Dr. Nolan, making this bold statement. You are well positioned to make this statement. Now maybe we get into like some fun. Let's like feel comfortable hypothesizing a little bit as to what is happening. Like what, what is it, right? Like and nobody's gonna hold you to this, right? Now maybe we go down from 100% probability to now we're speculating, right. okay? Now let's speculate together. What, what do you think it is? Right, so to, to do that, I'll start with kind of a mantra I've had for the last while. So, you know, individual experiences of what people see is an anecdote, but an anecdote doesn't convince a scientist. What's a convinces a, what is it that convinces a scientist? Data, right? What doesn't convince scientists? A conclusion. So really the objective here and what has allowed me to actually talk to some of my scientist colleagues who first said, Gary, you're going to ruin your career. Well, okay, whatever, it's too late for that. Um, but I haven't. Uh, and... Um, because I basically say, look, if you and I can agree that the data is real, irrespective of what the potential conclusions might be, the hypotheses, yeah. then the onus is no longer on me to come up with an answer. Now it's also on you, because we're having a discussion about this. So it's believe the data, not the conclusion. Yeah. So you see the data, and that's, when, and that's where the fun is, and that's where yeah. the hypothesis starts. So, you know, people have come up with all kinds of ideas, everything from future humans, future AI coming back to us because somehow they figured out time travel, to what's called the ultra-terrestrial hypothesis that they are part of. I'm sure some people here at least know what a von Neumann probe is, right? This idea of a self-replicating machine that could have been developed by a technology or a civilization on the other side of the galaxy that even in just a few hundred million years would, could make its way by conventional means all the way across the, uh, all the way across the galaxy. And when it gets there, it basically builds copies of itself and it does what it's doing and it basically, some other civilization sent it out. Now, Avi Loeb was here last year. So uh, I'm part of a, an SAB with Avi Loeb uh, on a company called Copernicus Space Corporation. And guess what? Our objective is to build the first von Neumann probes to go out and spread humanity's original presence across all yeah. of reality. So that's one of the others. Yeah. A third one is... Well, what do you, Gary, Dr. Nolan, you have to speculate. What do you right. think it is? Let's be bold. I think it is an advanced form of intelligence, something that we don't understand, that is using some kind of intermediaries, however it is, like I said about the, you know, the, you don't, you're not going to end up in the middle of the tribe, the angry monkeys that are flinging muck at each other, or nuclear bombs, 
Uh, you're not going to show yourself in the middle of the ambulance. You're going to send intermediaries. You know, it's not that they walk amongst us that, you know, you, uh, you know, wearing a skin suit are actually the alien, right? No, you're going to basically put something there that is, I think of it as an intelligence test. Can you see what's in front of you for what it really is? Yeah. Can you see the anomalous data point that is there that you realize what it is? I mean, when the uh, S South American um, native tribes first saw the um, Spanish ships coming across the horizon, they didn't realize what it was. They couldn't see it for what it was. So, you know, this is, as I said before, this is the kind of the wow factor. Yeah. That they're, they're showing up, they're saying, well, who amongst you are intelligent enough to realize what it is that you're looking at? Yeah. They don't have to land on the White House lawn. We can only make the joke about is there intelligence in D.C. at all, right? You, you just need to show yourself to enough to acculturate. Yeah. Now, if you've been around for a long time, and this is what, something that I do think has been they've been around for a long time, they are affecting our culture, right? It's actually often thought that many of the religions that we think of as the most important have been part of this process. Hmm. I mean, there are so many tangents to go down. We have about right. a, one minute and 45 seconds. Wow. We've covered a lot, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what you just said feels like it has strong parallels to religion, mm -hmm. to what's happening with mm -hmm. AI right now, to the simulation hypothesis. Like, they all are kind of saying something very, very similar here. Right. And I guess I'm curious, right, as we wrap this up, what happens next? Well, what happens next is, I mean, what you're actually seeing is what's happening next is the professionalization of this, right? It's not just me. I mean, I have many now scientists with whom I'm working, right? There's Ryan Graves, who was one of the pilots that saw the, some, of the, some of the objects in those videos. He's got the um, American uh, Institute of Aeronautics and um, Engineers, 50,000 strong organization. He's got a group within them, as well as a 501c3 for civil aviation. Yeah. Um, you know, we've used, and I'm just going to be honest, we've used the threat narrative that these things are showing up repeatedly. I mean, this is today. They're showing up repeatedly around our, yeah. our ships. So I think we've, the, the objective has been to make it okay to talk about it. Yeah. Because, because we made it okay to talk about it, we opened the apertures on the filters on the sensor systems. That's what partly led to the seeing of those Chinese balloons. You mm -hmm. wouldn't have seen them if it weren't for that. Yeah. Right? Because we created laws that said it's time to open the apertures because they were only looking at particular uh, flight paths of things that look like a missile or a, or yeah. a plane. So I, that's the next part. I'm frankly involved with the development of a, a 501c3 myself. Uh, we're calling it the Sol Foundation. And our objective is to actually write policy papers for government, governments, uh, and commercial enterprises to basically give them the opportunity to, to think about it. It's not that it's, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's a slow release process, we think. Uh, but to basically give that yeah. opportunity. And then to develop what I'm doing, actually, is developing novel kinds of uh, materials analysis pipelines for uh, basically an analyzing the material which is in the public sphere or the semi-public sphere, but then also, frankly, as a goad uh, and a lure to bring in those who do have the stuff behind the yeah. scenes so that they can say, oh, okay, because I want to see it published. Yeah. I don't want to see it behind the scenes anymore. Yeah. And finally, what you're seeing is that a lot of people who are within the intel communities as well are frustrated and they want to bring it out because they haven't been able to figure it out because the best minds aren't working on it. Yeah. 
the crazy scientists at Harvard, MIT, Yale, or wherever yeah. um, are basically not allowed in because maybe they do a little bit too much of this or other things, um, and they couldn't get a security clearance if they wanted to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree. I think that we need to destigmatize this narrative. We need to mm -hmm. share this narrative more broadly. The time gods gave us two minutes, Dr. Nolan, it looks mm -hmm. like we were doing pretty well. People okay. seem to like it. We're very lucky there. Um, I'm curious, how can we accelerate this, right? Like, we want to get the brightest minds on this. I think maybe mm -hmm. you and I share this. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. I think you need to bring together, I mean, this is the part of this professionalization. Yeah. You need to bring together the right set of, uh, basically, frankly, anthropologists and sociologists. How do we talk about the fact that we're not at the top of the intellectual food chain, first of all? How do you deal with the, with the religions? Every one of these religions is going to basically look to whatever that is and say, okay, well, what do they believe? Right? We know that the Vatican is involved, I mean, and I'm working with people who are working with the Vatican to basically get them. They've already said, this is very arrogant, they've already said, well, of course they can be Christians. Of course they can have a Jesus. They can be saved. Uh, they have a soul. Um, I mean, I, I think the opportunity is for that, us to worry about whether they think we're yeah. worthy of saving. Okay, there you have it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the reactions uh, to Gary Nolan's statements. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we are back. Uh, as you can, might, might imagine, there's a lot of people out there who don't agree with uh, Dr. Gary Nolan. And uh, we're going to start with, we're going to go to Twitter here. There were some comments made for, for instance, uh, John Greenwald of the Black Vault says this and he's this is something he's been talking about uh with regard to uh the ufo people in the ufo community recently and now he's he's directing this comment this time a very similar comment at dr gary nolan it says even really smart people can get played or be used well like i pointed out the other day uh people like even john greenwald could be getting played or being used again greenwald for over 20 years now has been filing freedom of information act requests uh to try to get uh, documents re related to ufos and he's gotten some documents but uh these documents have proved nothing there's nothing in them that uh, it has enlightened us at all really that we all all we all, all we know is what we already know is that there are uh ufos spotted by uh navy flyers air force flyers and and they, there's documentation with regard to that, but there's nothing in these documents after 20 plus years that show that there's an extraterrestrial presence here that, that talk about extraterrestrials, really. 
So he's gotten used to. He's been getting used to. He's been getting played, just like the rest of us. All of us have. All of us have been getting played for forever now. Uh, and I, I actually tweeted him back. I said, numerous Freedom of Information Act requests have been filed by you for 20 plus years. You've been the biggest bulldog in this respect. Not one document you obtain through this process has revealed the truth about ETs. You've been played. We've all been played. Now, <clears throat> you have to remember too, now Gary Nolan is someone who is not only interested in this, but he had his own experience. So experiences. So he has the benefit of that. And that is a big benefit. When you see one of these beings with your own eyeballs, and I see one of these craft too, along with a being, I seen a craft. Apparently, Nolan has had his own experiences like this too. You you know that everyone else is <laughs> that 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 is skeptical of this. That you know that they're wrong. So he has no problem saying this because he has that benefit. That's a big benefit to have. It really is. But even if without that benefit, there's enough research that's been conducted throughout the years that if you were to read the books, well, Richard Dolan's books, for instance, UFOs and the National Security State, Volumes 1 and 2, I talk about that all the time. That's where people need to really start. You read this stuff and you, you, you all the data that's been collected over the decades, all the different reports from different people, not everybody's lying. There's something here. There's, there's definitely a presence here that's not human and ha- that has technology that far exceeds anything that we have. So I don't know what Greenwald's thinking. Uh, anyway, and of course, Mick West, the biggest debunker of our age, uh, just a, he's just a guy out there who seeks attention. Um, and, you know, of course, he has a following of people that, that uh, basically a cult following. Uh, he made a statement saying, evidence of non-human technology would be amazing, but let's look at the evidence behind Gary Nolan's 100% claim. Stories people have told him, uh, acts of government based on similar stories, his own stories of alien-esque encounters. That's it. No actual hard evidence. Big promises. Of course, Mick West is never going to uh, agree to this. It's going to be it's going to be something when the day comes. I really hope it's soon because I, I I don't want it to be like you know fifty years from now when all all of us are all gone and there's you know new people involved. I want it now. I want it soon. I want disclosure soon because like I can't wait to see what happens with these debunkers when the, when that day comes. It's going to be fantastic. We're all going to be sitting back and looking at this and and and, and watching them just. Uh, go down the drain it's going to be unbelievable it's going to be great Stephen Greenstreet's another one I'm not even going to of course he's the uh, uh, reporter at the tabloid newspaper New York Post Uh, he he of course doesn't uh, believe anything that uh, Gary Nolan says either and another person I want to talk about is Eric Weinstein now this guy is an interesting figure he's somebody that you know, has stated before. In fact, he was on Joe Rogan's show uh, uh, within the past six months or so. I don't know, maybe maybe last year. I can't remember now. But he he's talked about this thing before that he was approached by uh, different people saying that they're going to bring them in on on different kinds of evidence that the government has, and and, and then it never came to fruition. And he's very uh, very skeptical, it seems, of this and and critical. Uh, and he's made some comments too. And let's let's check out some of what some of the things that he said. Uh, he says here with regard to Gary Nolan, he goes, "Let me kill two birds with one thread." Gary is a serious scientist and professor at Stanford. I know him and enjoy talking shop shop with him. But you will note the pattern is exactly similar to the one I described as Lucy and the football on Joe Rogan. Uh, outreach from credible uh, contacts within the government, uh, bizarrely confident grand claims, planned disclosure on a timeline, timeline, last-minute change in plans, repeated pattern across groups. So he's pointing out that 
there's people come forward and say they make they make these that are that are connected with the government or with the government and make these claims to these people like like Weinstein and 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 Gary Nolan and then but they never come through with it in the end. Uh, it's a repeated patterns across all these different groups and yeah okay yeah that seems like it is happening. And he goes on here. He goes at least four plus instances of this behavior to three or more visible PhDs in different areas. So basically there were different PhDs like Weinstein and. Uh, Gary Nolan, who get gets told these things that they're, you know, we're going to bring you in on it, and then that the, you know, n it doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, that that seems to be very, uh, that could be very frustrating. I understand where Weinstein's coming from. He says, "This is what I can say. I choose not to say more, but this bizarre pattern is invariant. Gary is not making this up, nor is Sam. He's talking about Sam Harris. Nor am I, etc. Regard Sam Harris was somebody else that was uh, told that they're going to be shown something to, with, with regard to the that would prove." that there's an extraterrestrial reality and then these things never come to fruition sam harris had made a statement that he got you know when it never came through then he he walked away and he's not interested anymore and anyway anyway uh, weinstein continues here he says very disappointing but it is newsworthy that this is being done to united states phds why i cannot for the life of me tell you if it weren't for the credibility of those involved i would think it was a prank but i suspect gary wasn't weeks away it feels orchestrated never to happen Feel free to draw your own conclusions, however. Okay, back to normal life. That's a very interesting comment from from uh, Eric Weinstein about this, that uh, it, that it feels orchestrated, that, that some PhDs are getting contacted saying they're going to be presented something, but then it never reaches fruition. It's almost like it's being orchestrated this way, and, and it's never going to happen. That's how he sees it. Uh, and then also... There was somebody asked Weinstein. This is with regard to something else, but it's re with regard to Bob Lazar. Of course, we all know Bob. You know the story of Bob Lazar and his claims that he worked at uh, S four, which uh, near Area fifty one in Nevada back in the eighties, and he saw nine recovered extraterrestrial flying saucers, and he worked on one of them. And people, even a lot of people in the UFO community, has debated the reality of of Lazar's statements ever since. I I happen to believe Bob Lazar. I think he's telling the truth. Um, and there's been some people that have tried to get Lazar to uh, have a discussion with Weinstein because Weinstein, of course, is a smart guy himself. I mean, this is uh, uh, Eric Weinstein is uh, somebody that is a scientist. I mean, he's he, he has a Ph.D. in mathematical physics. So, you know, he's he's a smart guy himself. And so if he had a debate, uh, for instance, with uh, someone like bob lazar maybe he he, he could either come up with his own conclusion then he, he weinstein could could come up with his own conclusion on, on whether bob lazar is telling the truth or not now i i i i i don't know what that's going to prove i mean even whether or not like say that's weinstein lazar uh uh discussion you know whatever comes to fruition is it ever ever going to prove anything i mean no i mean regardless like say weinstein walks away from that and saying yeah you know what lazar's knows what he's talking about i i, I he is a true scientist and yeah i give him a thumbs up is that gonna is, are, is that gonna change the minds of anybody really uh on, on whether lazar's stories his claims about what was going on in the 80s you know is that gonna change anybody's minds i don't think so i don't think it's gonna matter but anyway 
Weinstein responded to this. Uh, he he wanted this person was asking him if there was any updates on a possible conversation with Lazar. And he goes, "There was none." And you and then this is what Weinstein said: "There are none in UFO UAP land. Very little ever happens at a scientific level. It seems I have attempted in good faith to be of some use, but I am not pushing this angle. The door was open, but no one walked through as usual. Make of that what you will." Okay, like I just got to say this. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I actually responded to uh, uh, Weinstein on this one because, you know, he, he's, he's making this statement on, on uh, with regard to the scientific community. I wrote back to him at this. I said, nothing ever happens because most scientists scoff at it. How many scientists show up at landing sites and collect physical trace evidence? How many scientists investigate alien implants, cattle mutilations, alien abduction victims? Most sit back and scoff, do nothing. That's that's what's going on. I mean, in science, you know, he's saying uh, in UFO UAP land, very little ever happens at a scientific level. It seems. Well, for all, all these decades, most scientists don't want to look into this. They don't even consider it. They don't. They, they don't do any research themselves. There's a very very small number of scientists throughout the years that have uh, tried to investigate this to try to uncover the the evidence that have investigated uh, uh, landing uh, cases where there's physical trace evidence. There's, there's very few, very few people. There's a, there's only like a handful, a couple of guys maybe uh, over the decades uh who uh, investigated alien implants you know there's there's just not a lot of people out there that want to do, do that they want everything handed to them on, on a silver platter like weinstein here wants the government to come forward and hand them everything on a silver platter otherwise he's not interested so I, I don't get that. I don't think that's right. I, I mean, what, why not do some investigating yourself? I mean, look, I, I understand Gary Nolan. You know, I understand because, you know, he had, he had, he saw these, he saw these beings with his own eyes. He saw a UFO one time. He talked about these things. So it makes it easier for him because he knows. And, and these other people, in the end, it's just, they're going to, they're going to look like they're not really trying that hard. Again, Weinstein to me seems like he's sitting back waiting for the government or somebody within the government to come to him on, and hand him some stuff on a silver platter. I mean, I'm glad that some that people like him have expressed interest in this topic, but I don't think they're doing enough. Scientists, for the most part, have not done enough. And here Gary Nolan is is putting it all out there on the line and he gets criticized for it, not only by the debunkers, but by, by some of his uh, uh, peers. So well, what do you expect? If this is always how it's been and it's never going to change and uh until the truth the evidence does come through because guess what it's real man i saw one of these beings too just like gary nolan saw these beings i saw these one of these beings i encountered one when i was a kid it's real it's, it wasn't it wasn't a dream or anything like that this thing was in my room and i it was there it was real right and then i saw one of these craft up close back in the 90s it was real it made no sound it did things that our aircraft cannot do just simply put so and, and again, these scientists they don't take any any kinds of uh, witness testimony. They never consider it. How could after all these decades you would have to ask yourself this question: Of all these people, crazy? All these people for decades now, probably hunting the hundreds of thousands, if not probably the millions of people at this point. I mean, since the forties that have stepped forward and talked about what they've seen. I mean, and not just, you know, some some guy in, in the backwoods Tennessee who who encounters something. We're talking about airline pilots, we're talking about military pilots, we're talking about professionals, right? People who that that have encountered not only just craft but beings. I mean, all these people aren't weren't hallucinating or crazy or hoaxers or liars. 
right? Not all of them aren't on drugs. I mean, why the scientific community? It's you know they've always pushed back against this. I mean, look at John Mack. I mean, when he was doing his research, you had you know of Harvard, the late John Mack. He's doing his research in the alien abduction. You see some of his peers uh, talking about. Uh, how, how they disapprove of this and they think he's crazy and that he's ruining his career like you, you, you'll see archival footage of, of people from Harvard saying that John's lost it and things like that that's so embarrassing it causes, it causes me to cringe when I look at it it's like wow this guy's actually doing some investigation and you're criticizing him for that he's trying to get to the bottom of this and you're criticizing for, the, for that and you have no answers yourself I, get out there get your boots on the ground eric and do, do some research yourself all of these people should all these scientists should be tr diving into this gary nolan it was great that as you saw in that uh in in that conference he was just matter of factly it's 100 percent. yeah there's extraterrestrials here bingo boom over done with it, it, there are all these people aren't lying there's there's enough evidence out there that's amassed over the decades now it's something's going on do something about it. Get to the bottom of it. Start pressing. You start, you, the scientific community should be uh, demanding that the Pentagon start telling the truth. Because you, we know, you do enough research on this. You know that they're covering it up. You know that they have. there's a control group behind the scenes that's sitting on this. You know it. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me. Until next time.